You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Normally, our Friday podcast is dedicated solely to putting together a game plan for how the Chicago Bears can beat their upcoming opponent. But this team has been hit so hard by COVID-19 and now legitimate quotes of locker room issues that we have to diverge a little bit to the really big news surrounding this team. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm an analyst for Pro Football Focus, and I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter, at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, at Bears. You can like Lockdown Bears on Facebook. You can join the Lockdown Bears Facebook group for even more Bears talk. And make sure that you're subscribed to the Lockdown Bears YouTube channel to keep up with all of our daily video podcasts as well. Today's episode is brought to you by On Location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL. It's the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. On the show today, we talk about the Bears players and almost more, almost more importantly, the coaches on the reserve COVID-19 list and how that could affect them against the Minnesota Vikings. Then we turn to a particular quote from cornerback Jalen Johnson really pulling back the curtain a little bit more about maybe some divide in the locker room or certainly evidence of Matt Nagy not having complete control over all 53 players plus the guys on the practice squad. And then we'll wrap up with some game plan stuff where the Bears should look to against the Vikings. But again, it would just feel like malpractice to dedicate the whole podcast to matchups and all those good things. But we will still get some of that in there at the end. But we have to start with the COVID-19 outbreak, not only among the Chicago Bears, but across the rest of the NFL. It's, it's extreme at this point. It's concerning at this point. It's to the point where the NFL may want to consider pushing games back. Certainly, They have a pair of games scheduled on Saturday that are going to be tough to really play with like legitimate teams. Like the the Washington football team, I don't know if you've been, how close you've been paying attention to this kind of stuff. Washington football team right now has 11 starters on the COVID list. Not just 11 players, 11 starters. That is your whole defense or your whole offense. You start 22 players on game day. Like that's half of your starting lineup. And, like, don't get me wrong, like, okay, some of those players are better than others, and can they still field a team? Sure. But, like, you're not getting the full-quality Washington football team. Plus, you have a bunch of Browns starters, and the Raiders have been hit hard by COVID, and the Chicago Bears, too. Allen Robinson, Eddie Jackson just tested positive for COVID yesterday. Uh, Eddie Goldman is on the list. I mean, it, it's, it is affecting major Chicago Bears players. But, but almost more strikingly is how it has hit this Bears coaching staff because uh, Sean Desai is on the COVID list, the defensive coordinator, 
Offensive coordinator Bill Lazor is on the COVID list. And special teams coordinator Chris Tabor is on the COVID list. None of these Chicago Bears coordinators currently are with the team. They're able to participate via Zoom, but you have no coordinators as of right now. Now, that being said, the NFL requires vaccinations for what they call Tier 1 and Tier 2 staff, which is basically all coaching staff, all front office, all of the, like, support people who are, you know, more than secretaries, but, like, the water the water boys and all the coaches' assistants, all the non-player employees are required to be vaccinated. And so Laser, Desai, and Tabor are all vaccinated. And underneath the NFL's protocols, they just have to test negative twice between now and Monday night. And the Bears and Vikings each have an extra night. So that helps, right? Potentially, all three coordinators could be back for the Monday night football game. Not positive about where exactly Robinson and Jackson and some of the other Bears stand. There could be some players missing in action, but it's also possible that those coordinators, even though they're vaccinated, they may have some symptoms as well. The vaccine prevents them from, generally speaking, helps them from having more serious symptoms. That's the big thing we're seeing from vaccination right now is that like with the Omicron variant in particular, You might still test positive or be a close contact, but the vaccine significantly lowers the rate of death, first and foremost, but also hospitalization and severe symptoms. And so, like, it it helps the bears significantly that they are vaccinated. But without those coordinators, if you don't have your offensive coordinator, does that mean Matt Nagy is calling the plays again on Sunday? I would assume so, if Laser's not able to go. Makes the most sense. If for whatever reason, Nagy wants to with still withhold play calling, I would assume quarterback's coach John DeFilippo might be the next up because he's been an NFL offensive coordinator before. The other dark horse name that's been floated out there is the offensive assistant Tom Herman, who was the head coach at Houston before. I mean, he's been a play caller at significant levels of football. That seems like more of a stretch, like Nagy would probably take it, and DiFilippo would probably take it as well, but still worth kind of keeping an eye on there. And defensively, like not that Sean Desai has been an amazing defensive coordinator, but he hasn't had healthy personnel or even like a talented secondary for the most the majority of this season. But if he's not able to go, the name that jumps out right away is senior defensive assistant Mike Pettin, who was the Packers defensive coordinator with the Jets as well. I mean, he's been, uh, again, calling defenses at the NFL level for a long time. It seems like he could step into that position and fill a, a short-term interim defensive coordinator role if Desai is unable to go. Now, certainly the Bears defense has not been at a super high level lately, and the offense has been hit and miss too. And so, like, if you're without those coordinators, are the Bears doomed as a result? No. Are we thrilled about the idea of going back to Matt Nagy as a play caller? No, but, like, I don't know. Is is something different worth trying? Maybe. I mean, it could get worse, I guess. But... It hasn't been perfect the way it is now, so it is a chance to maybe try something new if the coordinators are not able to go. Certainly, I wish them good health. 
I want them to be out there and for the Bears to be able to throw everything they can against the Minnesota Vikings to give us the best game we possibly can see. But, you know, we, we kind of know what to expect given the current state of the franchise. But definitely COVID-19 is going to throw some wrenches in there and make for a potentially different game than we might expect normally had had there not been a pandemic going on at the same time as this NFL season. We're also starting to see more of a divide among the Bears team as the, the team starts to struggle more and more. And we start to wonder how well they're buying into the message in the locker room. But we got some very real evidence of that yesterday leading up in this game with a quote from Jalen Johnson. We'll kind of go through the state of this locker room and how it affects the team moving forward next on Locked On Bears. Super Bowl 56 at SoFi Stadium is less than 100 days away, and our friends at On Location are the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. On Location is the official hospitality partner of the NFL, and what they do is they allow you to select not only your exact seats at the Super Bowl so you know where you're sitting. You're not just in some lottery or waiting to see what kind of nosebleeds you might get. You pick where you're going to sit at SoFi Stadium for the big game, but then you get to choose from some really like elite experiences that include an exclusive pre-game celebration with NFL legends, like Hall of Fame caliber players you get to hang out with before the Super Bowl. They also have five-star hotels and food by the great Wolfgang Puck, all in that, like, Los Angeles atmosphere that you just, you know, you don't you don't get that outside of L.A., or at least outside of those, like, big city social circles. But that's why you got to check out our friends at On Location for this unique elite experience. Visit On Location exp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location wherever you use your search engines. That's on location exp.com slash SB56 or search the words Super Bowl on location. Listen, I like daily fantasy sports. Don't get me wrong, but it, it, it feels so good to win, and sometimes it feels like the traditional fantasy sports are more of a losing proposition because they're kind of going up against an unknown enemy. You know, unlike regular fantasy where you're like, okay, here's my opponent and here's a lineup I need to beat, daily fantasy kind of generally puts you up against everybody else. But our friends at Stat Hero have made something different. It's the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in head-to-head fantasy matchups and winner takes all. So Stat Hero will show you their lineup before you play and then you can then handpick your team to beat their lineup one-on-one to win. It's a real innovation for fantasy for fantasy daily fantasy sports and Stat Hero has players clocking odds up to four times better than regular daily fantasy sports. So check out StatHero.com. Sign up for free at StatHero.com slash LockedOn and use our promo code LockedOn to receive a 100% deposit match to give you free money to play with. It's StatHero.com slash LockedOn and use our promo code LockedOn for that 100% match. Again, StatHero.com slash LockedOn, promo code LockedOn, terms and conditions apply.
we've kind of had a, a thought, a feeling, a theory around this Bears organization that like maybe behind the scenes, things are starting to fall apart a little bit more. Not that they've reached like Mark Tressman or dare I say Urban Meyer level disaster. But when you've lost as many games this season as the Bears have, and like they're technically still in the playoffs, but like, let's be honest, they're not really in that playoff. I mean, they're, they show up in the graphic as like in the hunt to be in the hunt for the playoffs, but they would have to win every game from here on out and get a bunch of help to make the playoffs at eight and nine under 500. Like this season is accounted for. How about that? We kind of know that Matt Nagy is going to be fired and Ryan Pace should and maybe also will be fired. And so it's a little bit understandable then that the players are self-aware enough to realize that and to know like, okay, what am I really fighting for? What am I really playing for right now? However, they are professional athletes being played for the, being paid for the most part millions of dollars. And so it's concerning when you get a quote from starting cornerback Jalen Johnson who who said on a podcast, quote, "There's a side in the locker room that's starting to go into the tank. And you have guys that are still trying to fight and figure it out how we can be better." Now, the source of that quote is from a podcast and an organization that I try not to give too much credit to. And I support all the other blogs doing Bears podcasts. This is from, you know, the the, the sports website that rhymes with Smar, Smarfool and is owned by a man, a very, very problematic man, has put a lot of problematic content. And I don't like to support Smarstool, Smar, Smarfool podcasts to give them direct credit for that quote. But they had Jalen Johnson on, and Jalen Johnson was the first one to outwardly admit there are members of, there are players, again, there's a side in the locker room, was his exact word. So presumably players in the locker room who are going more into the tank mindset. And it's not fair for us to sit here and speculate specifically which players are giving up and which players aren't, right? Every Bear, not every Bears fan, but like a lot of Bears fans are going to be quick to throw out the number one wide receiver who, who hasn't played well, and we've had effort questions about him. Like, sure, you can, I'll let you do that. I'm not going to like specifically accuse him without, by just watching the, the, the TV copy and saying, well, it looks like on some plays maybe he's not giving effort because that number one wide receiver has played on bad teams his whole career. He's never played with a good quarterback. So, like, now is the time we're going to accuse him of mailing it in when, like, he played with Christian Hackenberg and Blake Bortles his whole career. Like, I'm I'm willing to still offer some benefit of the doubt there. But, like, it's a very real quote from Jalen Johnson that, like, some players are tanking, which means, like, your head coach no longer has complete buy-in from the locker room and as much as we sort of assumed that it's still pretty revelatory and like it's not shocking but it's big it's a big deal 
that like that has been more or less confirmed by a player in that locker room. And it's it's I mean it's why Matt Nagy's going to be fired, right? I mean, like, it's why we have that conversation so freely. It's why there's not really that question at this point. But it, it, it's, it's disappointing a little bit. Like, you want, you want your professional athlete players to hold on and to keep fighting. And not that, like, the players that are, the quote was, into tank, like, that are in tank mode, essentially. Not that they're not going to try at all. It's just like they're not going to maybe try as much. And there's that real doubt sitting in there. I feel like for the most part, players understand that, like, even if the team is not in the playoffs and the team is bad, coaches and more importantly, pro scouts and general managers are still paying attention to how well you play. Even if you're not about to become a free agent, which, by the way, represents the majority of the Bears roster, right? There's a lot of players on this team that are about to enter free agency. And so they should be putting their absolute best performances on tape every single week. I mean, like every player should be trying their best on on every game, regardless of where their contract status is, because they're professionals and you expect that from anybody at their job, right? Even if you're not a professional athlete, whatever you do for a living, whether you're in an office or on a job site or whatever, like your bosses and your coworkers expect that you should show up and at least like try your best, right? You don't have to be the world's best blank construction worker, accountant, salesperson, whatever. Like I work in radio. I'm, I'm not the world's best broadcaster. I'm not the world's best podcaster, but like my bosses and my coworkers expect that every time I come to work or every time I sit down to record a podcast that I'm going to at least try my best and care about what I do, even when you can hear my voice leaving me a little bit as I'm potentially falling under the weather slightly as I'm recording this podcast. And so at the very least, it's not an unreasonable expectation for your, your football players, regardless of what their salary is whether they're a wide receiver on an $18 million franchise tag or they're a cornerback on a veteran minimum contract, whether you're making $700,000 or $18 million or you're making $40,000 a year at your job. Like, you're expected in a capitalist American society to try your hardest at work. I think... You can like generally expect that from most Bears players, but when you're losing by 17 in the fourth quarter, some players maybe aren't trying as hard as others. And that's a natural human tendency. And I'm not going to kill them for it because if I was at my job and I felt like my boss was an idiot and my company was going nowhere and I'm still going to get paid regardless of whether I give 100% or 70% when things are going poorly, I get it. I do, I legit, I, I get it. But like, it's not a good look on the head coach. It's not a good look on the general manager. It's not a good look on the state of the organization. And it's a sign that like change needs to come at some point, even if it's not midseason, because the Bears don't do that. After the season, change needs to come. And Jalen Johnson put a name, a voice, and a quote to it officially to say, yep, the Matt Nagy era 
is over sooner rather than later. But hey, some percentage, presumably a large percentage of the locker room, is still going to care and try their hardest against the Minnesota Vikings. And that might be enough to pull off an upset and to beat a team that still has a lot to play for. We'll go more specifically into this matchup and look at what the Bears should try and do against the Vikings next on Locked On Bears. As the coronavirus has hit the Chicago Bears, the betting line has shifted more in the Vikings' favor at betonline.ag. Right now, the Bears are five-and-a-half-point underdogs at home. The money line is Bears plus 205. If you want to bet that straight-up Bears upset without the points, you're going to literally double your money on that bet. The over-under is set at 44-and-a-half. And again, betonline.ag is the number one place we trust, the number one place you recommend for all of your sports betting, whether it's the Bears or other sports, you know, college football playoffs, basketball, hockey, soccer, tennis, boxing, UFC, or even your favorite Vegas casino games online. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available at Bet Online, including ours. If you sign up today for a free account and enter in our promo code Locked On, you're going to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. They will give you free money to play with. You just enter our promo code Locked On at betonline.ag, where the game starts. Today's podcast also brought to you by the world's best tasting protein bars, Built Bars. And I'm not kidding when I tell you I eat one every single day. It's not an exaggeration either. I go through them pretty fast. I have another shipment on the way to me, some some gingerbread cookie Built Bars. I have coconut brownie chunk in my pantry right now, and I really have to limit myself to eating just one a day because they taste so good. It's not like other protein bars in the market. Every other, every built bar is covered in 100% real chocolate. They're soft, they're easy to chew, but they're all low sugar, low calories, high fiber, and high protein. And it tastes like a candy bar, but doesn't have all that extra sugar and junk that you don't need. So head on over to built.com Enter in our promo code LOCKED15, and they will give you 15% off your next order of Built Bars. I use the promo code on my order myself, LOCKED15, for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, so COVID issues, locker room issues aside, X's and O's for this Vikings game, right? The Vikings are favored. They're the better team. They should win this game against the Bears. But we heard from Luke Braun on yesterday's podcast that the Vikings are not a team to be trusted. They lost to the winless Detroit Lions. They gave the Lions their first win this season. So you can never count out a team like the Bears that was had a lead against the Green Bay Packers last week. Maybe it was artificial from special teams and other Packers' mistakes, but regardless, like the Vikings, the Vikings lost to the Lions and beat the Packers, and the Bears were leading against the Packers. Like, this is not a terrible Bears team. It's not a good Bears team, but, like, they're not the 0-11 Lions or whatever they were before they beat the Vikings. And what Luke said was that the, the Vikings are terrible at the end of the first half and at the end of games. The Bears' defense has also been bad at the end of games, but we've seen Justin Fields be decent in both of those scenarios. And so it does feel like there's an opportunity here for the Bears to keep things close. 
You know, Luke went through the specific scenario where Vikings in their games, they come out to an early lead, they blow it at halftime, they pick it back up in the second half, and they blow it at the end of the game and it comes down to the last drive. But, like, I look at this matchup and we see a Vikings defense where their pass rush is so injured that it's bad. So Justin Fields should, in theory, on paper, have more time in the pocket unless Mike Zimmer can scheme up some pass rush. And if the Bears center, Sam Mustaver and Justin struggle to get the protections in place. But Bears should have time to throw for fields. And their secondary is not phenomenal. Like Patrick Peterson plays well, but Mackenzie Alexander and their slot cornerback have, have been not great. And not that the Bears have the world's best wide receiver talent, but there should be an opportunity for your Bears quarterback to have some time to throw and have receivers get fairly open. Plus, if David Montgomery can have another decent running game and the Bears can stick with the running game, the Bears should be able to, in theory, on paper, keep up in a potential shootout. Because, like, I worry about those Vikings wide receivers matching up with Bears cornerbacks. And, like, Kirk Cousins has had a pretty solid season. He's taking care of the ball, and he's getting into the hands of his really good wide receivers. Like, that's a winning formula. And Dalvin Cook, right? Good running game. Like, this Vikings offense should be able to score in the Bears' defense. And so it's probably going to take Justin Fields playing a good game to keep up with and then, you know, scoring a late touchdown and the Bears being able to hold them off. I'm not confident that that's going to happen. But that's, like, that's where the formula sits right now. Like, you know, the Packers game got into a shootout of sorts, again, fueled by special teams, fumbles, and, you know, just clear mistakes there, a punt return touchdown. Although Fields threw a pick six in that game that helped the Packers too, but, like, right, that was the highest scoring game of the Bears' season. And, like, that feels like what it might require against the Vikings. Ideally, the Bears run the ball 30 times, control the clock, and, you know, they try and win in a 17-13 final. But it just doesn't feel like, you know, like with the with the firepower that the Vikings offense has, I'm just not sure that the Bears are going to find that matchup. They should be able to get something going against the Vikings offensive line that's a little bit weak. And so, like, Robert Quinn can get his sack. But, like, Robert Quinn getting two sacks against the Packers was not enough. It was enough from Robert Quinn. It was not enough from the whole Bears defense to slow down Aaron Rodgers. Kirk Cousins is no Aaron Rodgers. But Rodgers had one wide receiver. The Vikings have two, plus a really talented running back. And honestly, honestly, their third wide receiver, K.J. Osborne, is like a sleeper. Like one of these guys that like, if you've never watched the Vikings game, you've never heard of him. And so you don't fear him on paper, but he's actually been like a really legit third option for them. So like, it's going to be tough. And it's not an easy, by any means, type of game for the Bears. But matchup-wise at least defensively, the Vikings defense is not in a position to attack the Bears offense where it is vulnerable. The Vikings offense is in a position to attack the Bears defense where it is vulnerable. So it should be an offensive game, and it's going to be on Justin Fields, unfortunately. Like, you don't want to put Fields in that position where you say, hey, kid, hey, rookie, go win us this game and go pass the lights out and shoot out and out-duel Kirk Cousins. Ideally... Fields should be able to outduel Kirk Cousins. Maybe not like right now in his rookie season, but like you drafted Fields to be better than Kirk Cousins eventually. And so, like, you know, it would be cool to see it. Like, ideally, you run the ball and you control the clock and all that stuff, but it just doesn't seem quite realistic 
for this matchup. It should be a fun game regardless, right? I mean, the Bears made it fun against the Packers for a while there. They should be able to keep it fun against the Minnesota Vikings. I'm excited to watch, and you can be sure we're going to break down everything we see on, on Monday night right here on the Lockdown Bears podcast. So make sure you're subscribed to keep up with all of our daily in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. Thanks for making Lockdown Bears your first listen today. If you're looking for the next podcast to go to, about Locked On Vikings. You heard Luke Braun on this crossover podcast yesterday. He's great, right? And he's not Vikings, Homer, you know. He, he's very realistic about, like, that team not being phenomenal. And I, and I really do enjoy talking to Luke and just having Luke as a colleague and a coworker. Go listen to Locked On Locked On Vikings for more inside intel on that Bears opponent and come back on Monday for more Locked On Bears because I hope even as the team is struggling and disappointing, open podcast is a little bit more exciting, gets you really still dialed into this team. And most importantly, I hope it helps you bear down.